We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It's June 20th. It is 2022. We have eight MLB games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by the Drizzy man himself, Andre. Dre, what's happening, my friend? No much. Just hanging in there. Um, just getting ready for another day of baseball. Hopefully get some good, get some good results with some of these parlays and some of these money lines, you know, I was hoping he's going to pull out the victory yesterday against Toronto, and they end up losing um, in a in a high scoring game um, that was nine to ten. So hurt my parlays a lot, a little bit, but ready to bounce back. Yeah, it's uh it's an interesting slate. I am I've said this a couple of times. I'm one to know betting parlays and recommending parlays i've retired from recommending them um that's it that's all i got so um i do i do think that if you want to do a single game parlay for baseball there's certain games that you can do it and you don't even have to get it where it's like something crazy you could do you know a couple total bases and a run line or a strikeout prop or you know there's so many that you could do on like lopsided like if you feel like there's just going to be a lopsided game you could always single game parlay and get you know a few of those maybe like 110 115 lines together and it turns into like 350 450 and i mean if it all hits you're you're looking really good so i don't think you have to go crazy um and i know like you do you like to do like one big parlay but i know you know that you're doing a lot of smart bets you know, on top of that, like crazy, I'm going to hit a million dollar parlay before I die type parlay. Um, <laughs> you know, stuff. Yeah. Definitely, definitely do that for sure. I, I do a lot of the, I'm going to, I'm I'll probably start to have to post those too, because I did definitely do, do a lot of like the money line, line bets on for these teams here and, par, and parlay like, like two to three of them together most of the time. And you make my money that way, just in case with these little small money bets that to go for like a million dollars. Because you know you got you got to balance it out, and that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, is a balance. All right, let's get into this slate. We get started here. Chicago Cubs, Pittsburgh Pirates, eight total pick'em game. 
we got Caleb Killian going up against JT Brubaker in this one. Some of the lines have this at eight and a half. Most lines are down at eight. I um, I mean, I do. I like Killian in this spot a lot. He's 5K. He is a very talented prospect. And I recommended him last time out against San Diego in a win game. And I mean, that wasn't smart. <laughs> I mean, um, but I'm definitely going back to the well here. He's a very talented pitcher. There's a lot of strikeouts, low walk rates, low power numbers in this lineup. And Hayes is a guy looking or not Hayes, Caleb Killian. I keep thinking of freaking Hayes from Detroit. Every time I think Killian um, and Andy Meansy, like I wrote this up on scores and odds last week and I got a message <laughs> laughing at me and like, Hey, basketball brain, huh? But yeah, Caleb Killian, just looking at like his minor league numbers, it's not a dude that walks people and, and struggles with walks and struggles with command. So I think this is a great spot for him at 5k, you know, looking at this slate, we have Cole, we have McClanahan, we have Burns, we have Max Freed, we got Berrios, we got a lot of arms. Um, there's even guys that I haven't mentioned yet. Do I think I need him today? I think is going to be the question more of, do I think he's in play? Um, but I do think at 5k, if you need to save some money, he is my favorite pitcher under like 6,500 today. And I, and I, and I think it's kind of close between him and um, when Winchkowski from Boston, I think those are going to be your two like cheaper pitchers today. But I think when when Winchowski is going to have much higher ownership facing Detroit at sixty two hundred than Killian's going to have. Um, what are your thoughts here on on Killian, Caleb Killian, not Killian? <laughs> I, I definitely, definitely, definitely do like Caleb Killian as an option on on DK. Um, he'll be able to allow you to get some of these higher, expensive, more expensive bats to in your lineups. Um, and, and when a two-pitcher side, he, I think he's perfect for that too as well. Um, like you said, he didn't have that great of an outing, but the strikeout numbers are, are there. You know, his first MLB starting at St. Louis, he had six strikeouts, which I liked. Um, and, and just from watching some of the film, looks a little bit promising. Um, so I, I'll, I'll take my shots on him in GPPs and, and dressing, like, like I said, on DK, but that would be the uh, that would be the only play for me for him on that site and um as far as the site wise that's it can't recommend him on Fanduel six five I think you I think with Fanduel you have to obviously go with a different strategy and, and probably just pay up and take the hit and take the and take that uh with the pitching options that we have today um being it's uh, a kind of a deep deep pitching slate in a way today kind of um, at least top heavy I would say. A lot of good pitching options today. We're yeah. not we're not starving for for pitching today. The other side of this game, you got JT Brubaker, you know, facing a Cubs lineup. Bottom half of the lineup, not great. Top of the half of the order, you know, solid, solid overall. Brubaker, a guy, twenty three percent Ks, ten percent walks. Really good against righties. Struggles against lefties. Big fly balls. Bit hard contact against lefties. Um, looking at this lineup probably four lefties they could get a couple more in there um 6900 i think he's okay he's not my favorite but i, I think depending on the lineup he could be playable but I, I like the other two cheap guys more um on this slate yeah i agree with you on that um granted he'll, he'll his ownership comes might come in a little bit less than that so 
Um, then the other two that you that we mentioned, the one that you mentioned before, as far as what Kill Killian and Wachowski or Wachowski, Winchowski for the, the Red. Well, we're going to talk about him next game. Yeah, so um, so he could be a phenomenal GPP play uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, the walk rate being right now this year almost at ten percent. Um, not and really good. They say giving a lot of fly ball contact, or fly ball um, rate and hard hit percentage to lefties is a little bit concerning to me. Um, so I want to be on him a lot, but I don't like I said, don't mind taking the shot of him in tournaments just to get different a little bit here in this spot against the Chicago uh, Cubs. All right, let's talk bats. Um, I mean, instantly, instantly, Ian Happ 3600 stands out to me. Not a great ballpark, don't think I would fully stack the Cubs here. Uh, what are your thoughts on Chicago? I would run a mini stack, um, just in case in tournaments, um, against against Brew Baker. Uh, that's it. I know he like just more so those stacking like maybe if, maybe some lefties with a uh, Hayward, uh, Rivera's, um, uh, Ortega, and, and some of the power bats. Obviously, with Contreras you have in there, um, in VR. So, um, as far as with the projected lineup, so I don't mind t- I don't mind mini stacking them though more so than anything. Um, and we're like like three two man mini stacks, um, and taking more sort of power bats from their from their lineup for for the most part though. Pittsburgh side, I mean it, this game's in Pittsburgh. As much as I like Killian, he has struggled in his first two starts. Maybe, but I don't think this is a spot I will I will go to. I. Uh, yeah, I, I I definitely agree with that. But the thing about this is, well, I always try to look at it as can they be the top stack of the of the night? I mean, the weather, the weather for tomorrow is going to be what in, in Pittsburgh, what, what 70, 70 degrees it says we have here. I might t- I, I might take a shot at them just because it can happen. I don't expect it to, but um. Yeah, like I, I know I'm gonna come across a few teams taking some stances. I'll probably have to dig into this a little bit more in the morning, but I, I definitely, definitely, definitely um, like some of these guys like a Brian Hayes, Vogelbach, uh, Brian Reynolds, Chavez. I don't mind taking a shot, a shot at some of these guys for sure. All right, moving on. I don't, yeah, so really quick, my thoughts on Pittsburgh is. I think you could go with like a three man hoping that Hay or Hillian struggles again, but I mean, they just don't have a ton of power, you know, Vogelbach Reynolds Hayes would probably be the three man that I would look at, but it's not my favorite. Um, We're going to have plenty of spots today. We're going to talk about plenty of bats. So this is one of them Detroit at Boston, nine and a half total in this game. Red Sox, a 185 favorite Alex Fadu against uh josh winchowski um yeah i mean alex to do this guy has kind of you know moved into the starting rotation we've seen him here over the last month and a half uh we have gotten to the point where we have some decent data on him now you know his his whip is obviously super concerning um looking at the numbers overall 5x FIP, 19% Ks, big time fly ball pitcher, big time hard contact. And that is that is an instant like cross off for me when you're in a ballpark like Fenway, when you're giving up a lot of hard hits and a lot of fly balls. 
not the greatest weather here in the 70s, low 70s, but you can't be a hard contact fly ball pitcher in Fenway. I completely agree with you. And yeah, he's, he's instantly just crossed off my list just, just from that alone. Like it's a 52% fly ball rate to lefties. That's, 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 that's just concerning. That's a, that's really high this year so far. Hard contact both at 45 and 40, um, 45 to left and 49% to the um, to righties. That's, that's just really high and 47% overall. So I'd rather just cross them off and just take the bats against them on the other side. You know, the other side of this game, Josh Winchowski um, pitched really well last time out against Oakland. Five innings, allowed four hits, no earned runs, three strikeouts, one walk, um, bunch of ground balls, only two fly balls. I mean, how do, how do you how does it feel, right? Your first major league start, you get Baltimore. You throw 62 pitches, you get sent back down. Then you get called up, and then you get Oakland and Detroit, the two worst offenses against right-handed pitching in baseball. He's 6,200. We already know that he showed us that he can go 15-plus against a bad offense. I think if he even gets 85 to 90 pitches here, the, the upside ceiling goes even higher. Um, but, I mean, so far from what we've seen from him, big-time ground ball guy facing an offense that just has no power. There's just no – like even Javi Baez, a guy that for years were like, oh, this guy has power. He has a .09 ISO on the season with a 28% K rate. That's rough, man. That's rough. 55% contact rate for Baez this season. It's just been a rough year for him. Um, I think this guy is super in play if we need him. That's what it comes back to. Are we going to need the cheap pitchers today? Yeah, I, and I completely agree with you 100%. Uh, there's something I can add to that. Um, I think he is an excellent play on on DK for sure today. Um, and it's just a matter of, like you said, are do you, you going to need him or are you going to need uh, Caleb Killian, um, or which one do you prefer? Um, right now, we're leaning more towards going with when um, um, Josh because I think he's just in a better position, like like you mentioned before. And they they give they don't have, he's a ground ball pitcher more so, and that gives a, doesn't give that much hard contact. And these guys are not hitting the ball hard anyway this year in, in Detroit so far. So um, for the most part, so I, I will roll with Josh more so and, and use him on DK um, more exclusively. I got nothing on Detroit, man, especially with like Meadows not in the lineup right now. Um, he was placed on the COVID list Friday, so I highly doubt he's back with the team here for this series. Like there's this lineup is just absolute trash right now. Like the projected starting lineup has a 100 ISO, 250 Woba, and a 25% K rate. Like even against a young pitcher, I just don't see myself using these guys today. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. I just I just can't get with it. He might give up a couple runs, but it's not going to be nothing major. I don't think, like you say, it's mainly a ground ball pitcher, and the winds are blowing, and the winds are supposedly supposed to be blowing in. So that's, um, yeah, just not going to be off of off of Detroit today. I know you're a Yankees fan, and it probably pains you, but the Red Sox are a fantastic stack today. Bunch of hard contact, bunch of fly balls. The top half of this lineup, plenty of power. Just say it, Dre. I know. I know you like the socks here. Um, you know, this is where we have to put our, our fan bias aside because I have to say I like the Yankees all the time. So it, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it right when we were talking about the pitcher here. Fly balls, hard contact in Fenway. Um, talk to me here about the socks. Yeah, I absolutely love them today, Stevie. I, I have to admit, I, I do. 
I like they are like probably if probably like right now just from, um like a first look at the slate gonna probably be like my top stack of the slate just because of the spot they're in like this this lineup is too good like I still don't get why we have story batting six like why I still have story batting six but overall like Devers JD Bogarts even even Verdugo who's who's playing well and, and Duran who's coming in. Um, and leadoff has been been pretty uh, good too and solid. So I love the third Sox overall today. I mean overall as a whole today. Um, I would play everybody one through nine, even Jackie Bradley, who's been who hasn't had a fantastic gear this year. But coming at only two point two k is a little bit of a salary saver for an outfielder, um, where you could use to get other um, other bats in there today and still not sacrifice anything because he can still put up a, a decent score and be probably low-owned because no one likes to play the back half of the stacks um, typically. I think for the most part, my, my Red Sox stacks will be three of the expensive guys, three of Story, Bogarts, J.D., Devers. Um, Devers by far my favorite here. Um, three of those guys and then two cheapies, you know, because pitching is so strong on the slate. And there's a bunch of cheapies depending on like who cracks the lineup. Um, Reef Snyder's been batting leadoff. Duran's been batting leadoff. They kind of been flip flopping. I don't care which of the two. I, I would much rather it be Reef Snyder because he's 2600. So um, I don't care which of the two is in there. You know they're both super in play here. Duran's like 3400. Vasquez is 3500. Verdugo's 3500. So depending on what the lineup looks like, Cordero is 3100. Yeah, I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. is a massive ground ball hitter against a fly ball pitcher. Uh, I love that call. It's a great tournament play today. Um, so, And he is 2,200. You could do the wraparound stack with him. So, yeah, I love the Red Sox here. Um, probably, like I said, trying to get three of those expensive guys and two cheap guys um, in my stacks today. Uh, great game here. Yankees race. Um, six and a half total. Probably too high. Um, you know, Yankees a slight favorite here at 130. We got Garrett Cole. We got McClanahan. We got two of the best pitchers in the American League this season facing off against each other. We'll start here with Garrett Cole first. Um, I mean, this game just happened. This game just happened. These two guys just faced each other in Yankee Stadium uh, five or six days ago. This game just happened. And Garrett Cole, he pitched great. And McClanahan pitched great, and he gave up two home runs. Um, They both pitched great. Looking at, you know, Garrett Cole first, I mean – I think he's I think he's up there, if not the best pitcher on the slate. Assuming this is assuming that like Wander Franco, um, it sounds like it's gonna be the Pirates and later this week before he comes back. And Brandon Lau, I haven't seen anything. So assuming those guys are too still out, the Rays lineup is just missing their two best hitters. Yeah, so and, and with that being the case, too, other than the two best hitter, it's easy for me to just sit there and say Garrett Cole is the best pitcher on the slate by far. Um, I still – it's going to be close. I, I know McClanahan has a – right now there's a slightly higher strikeout rate than Garrett Cole this year, but – and Garrett Cole has, you know, had lapses so far, but some pitchers do have lapses that give a big – give up a lot of runs uh, once in a while. So – it doesn't really happen often for him, but um, at least, but it is always in a big way. But or when he seems to be popular, from what I've noticed. But in this spot, I think it's just hard to not roster him today for sure um, against the Tampa against the Tampa Bay Rays. So I love both these pitchers on both sides, but Gary Cole is, would be probably 
the number one option for me today overall. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Yankees, they have the second highest ISO in baseball against left-handed pitching, but they also have the fifth highest strikeout rate. Um, They are, I mean, they're just full of power and a lot of strikeouts. Like the lineup they're going to roll out, they faced Kikuchi on Sunday and they had a 26.5% because I I thought about um, getting Kikuchi's strikeout prop, but I don't even know where it ended up. But I'm just saying, like we have a lineup that they just rolled out against the lefty and it had a massive strikeout rate. And McClanahan is a guy that can attack lineups and strike people out. So I think both of these guys are stellar tournament plays. Um, as far as the Yankees bats go, it's really tough to in, in Tampa against this pitcher say I'm stacking the Yankees today. Sure. You could one off judge or Stanton or LeMahieu. But they're just so expensive that you're probably going to find better one-offs in better spots today. I completely agree. Um, but it also makes you different in tournaments too by go by going with these expensive one-off bats, even though they're in a tough pitching situation. So I don't I don't like shying away from that a little bit in a way. So I would definitely roll with them in that and just from that perspective. But that's really it. Other than that, I can't see myself full sacking either one of these teams today at all. Honestly, this is more so one off. I have no interest in Tampa. With like I said, with Franco and Lau out of the lineup, it's their two best hitters. It makes a huge difference. I mean, we've seen it now. We've seen it for a week, week and a half. Like, if guys get on, like they can kind of pitch around, like Diaz, for example, who doesn't strike out, puts the ball in play. They can kind of pitch around him. They can really attack some of these high strikeout guys with Franco and, and Lau out of the lineup. So, yeah, just no interest for me in Tampa. And honestly, this is a game I'm just going to kind of expect a low scoring game and be done with it. Uh, play both the pitchers. Completely agree with that. That's, I completely definitely agree it's going to be low scoring for sure. So, um, I, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I'm not going to play Tampa at all. Definitely just going to, like I said, focus on one off for the Yankees, if anything, and the pitching, and that's it. San Francisco at Atlanta, eight total in this one. Braves, a 150 favorite. We got Logan Webb, Max Freed facing off in this one. Uh, any interest here in Logan Webb going to Atlanta and facing the Braves? I want to just because Atlanta, the way they have been, but they've been trending. They've been playing a lot better over the past uh, week or so. So um, I have a little bit of interest in Logan Webb just, just because I know his strikeout rate. Um, even though it's not that high, but it, it could be maybe of use um, a little bit, maybe on um, D, well, ooh, 8.4. I didn't even see that price on DK. Never mind. This price is too expensive on DK. I can't even use them. So, no, no interest in Logan Webb at all. The only thing that I will say about Logan Webb in this spot is Atlanta overall has a very right-handed heavy offense, and we know Logan Webb is good against righties, you know, 0.058 ISO, 239 Woba, 23% Ks with 4% walks and a 5% hard to soft contact ratio. Like this dude doesn't typically get blown up by right-handed hitters. And granted Acuna, you know, Riley Swanson, these guys are good right-handed. Contreras has been a good right-handed hitter with huge strikeout rate. I actually kind of think that we see Logan Webb, projected for like five to ten percent ownership today and at that range i think he is someone you could play in tournaments if you want to go like a 
if you want to go like a Cole McClanahan or Burns type play and you don't want to go down to one of those cheapies and you want to just kind of be different and make your Cole McClanahan lineups different with like one of the popular stacks, like say you're stacking the Red Sox or something today. Um, I think that's something you could look at today because you just look at the Atlanta lineup, man. There's a ton of strikeouts in the Atlanta lineup and there's just, I mean, most days there's going to be two lefties and that, I mean, that's recipe for success about against Webb. You're just really kind of hoping that it doesn't get blown up. Yeah. I mean, runners aren't on if Olsen goes yard or, you know, something like that. Um, so I'm willing to take that risk in large field tournaments when the lineup is very favored to the pitcher. Max Freed's good. Um, he's a good real life pitcher. He is really tough to blow up. Um, he just, for DFS purposes today, I think he is not going to make the cut for me today, but I can tell you with full certainty that I am not going to stack against him today. Um, I mean, this dude, there's just no, there's no power that he allows to either side of the plate. He generates ground balls and soft contact. He doesn't typically get blown up. Um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't allowed more than one home run in a season on the season, and he's only allowed six home runs total. So uh, it, for me, I, I just – I can't do it. Six home runs in 80 innings, that's just not good tournament odds. No, I completely understand that. And I agree with you with that. Um, I like Max Friedex a lot today. He would be – I think, like, I don't mind pairing him, especially on DK, with one of these two aces as far as Garrett Cole or, or McClanahan today. Um, he would be probably like he's my favorite tournament player. I would say probably out of all of them. Um, obviously, besides the top two guys, um, who I think are more like everyone's like obvious play. But Freed still like he. I don't think he gives ever the ownership he deserves. And just that's like you just listen with all the stats that he has, and like and giving a lot, um, giving a lot of um soft contact and and a lot of ground balls. So to me, he he's always going to be in play for me and. Honestly, I know San Francisco is a pretty decent team, pretty good team, actually. But um, to me, Freed is just one I want to roll with today and not take a chance with some of these bats. Because like you say, he doesn't get blown on one home run, what, six home runs on the season, you said, that he's given up. Yeah, I'm not going to – definitely not going to play San Francisco as a stack either. I mean, he gives up one every once in a while, but he doesn't typically give up two. Um, yeah, I'm out on the Giants' bats. And honestly – Olsen as a one-off at 4,400 is not the worst idea, but overall I don't have a ton of interest in the Atlanta bats. And I mean, in a tournament, this is going to be some of the best hitting conditions on the slate, 90 degrees, good humidity, good dew point, all that great stuff. Um, I mean, hitting conditions are going to be solid in this game. It's just, it's tough, man. Webb is so good against righties. So I think if I'm playing anybody, it's Olsen or Harris because he's still 3,200 and no one likes to play guys hitting towards the bottom of the order. And this guy's just been, he's been hitting every single day this guy hits. Um, so, you know, those two guys I think are okay. I completely agree with you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I'll see. I'm me. I'll I'll take chances on Atlanta like every single day, even though they've been playing backs. I just feel like their offense is going to turn around, which they have showed a little bit of life lately. So I don't mind running like a few stacks, but it's not going to be nothing like a main priority. All right, we got Toronto at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Barrios going up against Lance Lynn. Nine total in this game. Blue Jays a one thirty five favorite. 
Jose Barrios, 9K, has turned his season around. I mean, he's had three really strong games in a row. The problem is he faced Baltimore, Detroit, and Minnesota. Um, can he keep it going against the White Sox is, I think, a good question. But it's also one of those questions where we also have to remember that as good as the White Sox has been against left-handed pitching, they're bottom five in WRC plus Woba ISO against right-handed pitching this season. They just don't strike out a ton. I think the 9K price tag is enough for me to be like, I'm probably not playing Barrios today. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. Like, he's just he's just not a pitcher that I, I want to risk play, well risk playing and getting blown up. Um, honestly, even though. He's at home in a spot well, against the White Sox. Well, I think the White Sox still have a lot of good talent on their team, too. Um, a lot of righties, even though Bar- uh, Barrios this year has been giving up a lot of um, more like like ground balls, fly balls, hard contact to the left side. Um, hard rate hit, hard, hard, hard hitting percentages uh, pretty is 37% on the, on the right side this, this year, too, so far. But he is striking righties out at 23%. So, I, it is a decent tournament play, but at the price of 9K, I'd rather just play a guy like Max Fried, honestly, over him instead. So, to me, I probably will have a little bit if I'm running 150, but if I'm not running 150 and running like like 50 to 75 lineups, I probably won't have no exposure to him at all. Lance Lynn on the other side of this game, good hitting conditions today in Chicago facing one of the best offenses in baseball. Um, this is a tough spot for me to have any interest in Lance Lynn. Yeah, um, this is his second start, right, since I believe? Yep, and he threw 88 pitches, which was a shock to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, struggled in his three rehab starts, did not look good against Detroit. And that was Detroit, man. Um, yeah. 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 And I, I completely agree. So, um, whew. yeah, I just can't. Robson 7K is still too cheap, but he's not the landslide. He's still the landslide of old. So it's a no for me against him. And I'll just be looking to just stack against him in this juicy matchup with, uh, with the Toronto and just getting as many of the bats as I could. I mean, this could be one of those spots where we are like at the end of the night, like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't have stacked Toronto, but we're all going to do it. Um, Lance Lynn is very good against right-handed hitters. He has been throughout his career, even better over the last two years. And all the power in this lineup is right-handed, but I mean, I I'm a hundred percent stacking them today. Like <laughs> no chance that like, it's just one of those things like he's just been pitching so bad. Toronto is top 10 in so many statistics against right-handed pitching. Like this is just an offense that can beat Lance Lynn. And if he has an off day against Detroit and I mean, he struggles against them, this could be a spot. He struggles a lot. I completely agree. You're not going to get different from that at all. So I'm on board with that. Just, just play Toronto Springer Bouchette. Kirk, uh, Tiaster, who's been hitting the ball phenomenally lately. So I, I love it. Um, Any interest in the White Sox here? I mean, so it's going to be a whole bunch of righties. I mean, and like I said, he just strikes out righty. I mean, Bales is good with the hard contact, but the strikeout percentage is a little bit high. I mean, I can see him as a mini stack, but I, 
I can see, I can see them. I can see in a world where they can't take that on GPP today because of who they have or everyone who they have in their lineup. But realistically, probably not that much interest. I would probably say, I would if you're doing 150, I would throw like 10 lineups. If I'm running, maybe uh, maybe 50 to maybe no maybe 75 to 100, I'll throw like five. But that's really it. Nothing, nothing. Nothing smaller than that at all for him, in my opinion. I will say there was a report that came out either Saturday or Sunday. I saw it when I was scrolling Twitter. Anderson is supposed to be back for this game. That helps that helps this lineup overall. Um, table setter, this dude can run. Um, it was a groin, so the fact that like they're saying he's good to go, I'm not too worried about it. I wouldn't be shocked if he steals the base, um, even coming off of the I.O. with a groin injury. He's hitting 350 on the year. Uh, just a really good overall hitter. So that obviously helps this lineup a ton. Uh, helps the stack overall a ton. Um, you know, Jake Berger came back after getting hit in the hand. Hasn't been the same, but he'll get it going here again. He was crushing the ball before he got hit um, by a pitch. So even like a guy like Danny Mendek has been, I think he's hit straight in like eight or nine games in a row. So I think there's a lot to like here with the White Sox. Good hitting conditions. Um, is Barrios back or did he just have good matchups? I mean, that is what is going to be looked at. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, uh, you know, this is a good game. High 80s, low 90s. Um, some wind in this game. So, yeah, uh, I feel like both of these teams are interesting tournament plays. St. Louis at Milwaukee taking on the Brew Crew here. Seven and a half total. Brewers a 160 favorite at home. We got Miles Mikolas going up against Corbin Burns. Mikolas, eight and two thirds last time out, 129 pitches trying to close out that no hitter. I have a general rule, man. Whenever I see something like this, it is an instant fade for me the next time he pitches. Um, he pitched well against Pittsburgh. He had a fantastic game. He threw 129 pitches six days ago that is a lot of pitches that is a lot of tear and where i am out here um on miles mikolas i completely agree with you I, like, like i said especially in that price range i'd rather just go with the with the max freed anyway so this just yeah no um burns is interesting here you know this is a guy that has been interesting all year is he going to go out and dominate a team or is he going to go out and struggle? Um, I mean, that has been the biggest thing with him. If he comes in at lower ownership, I mean, this is a guy that could break the slate. He has a 32% K rate on the season. He doesn't walk people. He has one of the highest swinging strike rates in baseball. You just never know what you're going to get. <laughs> I mean, he can give up five earned runs. He can go out and shut out a team. So, I mean, the last time he put up over 40 fantasy points, was against St. Louis. Yes, and yeah, he, that game was a great game. Had eleven strikeouts there, um, one and only one walk, and only have two hits. So that, that was a phenomenal game. So I, I'm definitely going to have him my player pool today. Um, I, I definitely will watch it, Ross him. I think he is going to come in like. As far as if I had to rank the pitchers from what we have said so far, he would be the fourth one for me, just behind um, Cole. It would be Cole McClanahan, Freed, and then Corbin Burns. 
Um, only because I know them. Only because more so, like, I just like Freed a lot. I just personally like Freed a lot better, and the price is a little bit uh, cheaper, especially on uh, on a site like FanDuel and, and and definitely on DK too as well. So, um, and this lineup for uh, the Cardinals, I mean, it's, it definitely can strike out a lot, um, but they definitely have upside where they can always, you know, take a slate down, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if that they did, that they did. So. Um, Overall, though, I'll, I'll be on Corbin Burnson, less on the stack of the Cardinals, too, as well, since, since I talked about it. I honestly have no interest in the Cardinals here. They're expensive. Burns is a great pitcher. Um, what are your thoughts on the Cardinals' bets? Uh, I, I do like like Nolan Gorham a little bit. I don't mind him as a one-off. I know his price is a little bit high. Um and I don't mind a like I don't mind a guy like Nolan Arenado like so like so I would say like a two man three man maybe more so definitely secondary not not a primary but like Nolan I can see myself playing like Arenado Goldsmith Gorham here or even going like a, a Tyler O'Neill that's really it but I only like two to three of those guys if I'm running like a five two or or five three stack and like I said there will only be a secondary stack I would not use them as a primary. But that's really it. If I can see myself rostering today, if I'm if I'm even playing them against if I'm against Corbin Burns, any interest in Milwaukee here? I mean, I kind of do a little bit, um, not a lot, um, more so like the guys like Yellis, Rowdy, Telez, like the lefties. I know. Um, Mikolas has been giving up a lot of um, – he doesn't give up a lot of hard contact. I know that he doesn't. Um, but he, the strikeout rate is um, at 18% or 18.5% um, this year against them, and the ground ball rate's a little bit high. So I don't mind them a little bit, but um, not going to be, like, overzealous and be, like, overweight on them. I, I'll probably have, like, a, a decent amount of them today. I, I like the stack. Like it, it's just a full sacrifice spot for me, and it's more of I really just think Miles Mikolas is not going to have it today, and it's it's a total like it, it's just a total gut thing for me. Like, it, and it's worked so many times, and sometimes it doesn't always work. Um, but I mean, that it's such a it's a mentally draining game in general when you're trying to throw a no hitter and you don't get it in the last out, and you throw way more pitches than you you're typically throwing um you know miles mikolas on the season his high was 115 pitches he only broke 103 times this year uh before last start so three times out of nine games and he came out through 129 14 more pitches than he's thrown um he struggled against Milwaukee earlier this season. I, this, this is just a full stack for me it's just I'm not even gonna look at the numbers I'm gonna look at the lineup when it comes out. And I'm going to play the stack game um, and just see what type of lineups I can get here and go from there. I mean, that's how it is for me in this spot. This is, that's what I'm looking at. All right, moving on. We've got two games left. Kansas city, Adelaide taking on the angels. The Royals taking on the angels. Um, Eight and a half total here. Angels, a 190 favorite. Bubich against Syndergaard in this one. Let's start here with Chris Bubich. Any interest in him in this spot? No. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I like 
There's three cheaper pitchers that I like more than him on this slate. So, you know, a lefty facing the top half of that order too Ooh. is tough. And this guy walks a lot of people. Um, yeah, no interest for me. Syndergaard is interesting today. He's 6,400. He gets the Royals. They're not a great offense. He's a huge favorite. I can't wait to see what the ownership kind of shakes out between these three guys under 6,500 today. Yeah. I mean, just because of price, I'm going to have interest in him for sure. Um, that, that That's – that's the only reason why. I mean, he's played. He's he has has had decent spots, but at that price of sixty five hundred, he doesn't hurt nobody, especially on DK. Um, you get a couple strikeouts, even if he gives you like fifteen fantasy points, possibly even twenty. Um, I think you see him possibly maybe getting against the Kansas City Royals today. So, yeah, I'm interested in him for sure. Um, it's gonna be like you said, it's gonna be interesting. I think he's gonna be probably out of those three, him. Josh or Caleb, he's probably going to be the second highest, I think, behind. I think it's going to be Josh, Noah, then Caleb, just because I think even though Caleb's price is nice, I think that I think people would just be worried about the last game, you know, that he had compared, you know, to the guys like Josh and, and Noah. So I, I can see him being the second highest own out of the lower end pitchers out of those three yeah just like i said man i want to see the ownership i think he's solid you know this kansas city lineup's not great they're a team that's very beatable Syndergaard can pitch good games he's super cheap they've let him go over 90 pitches sometimes this season when he's been pitching well um this dude's had some tough matchups you know, look, recent matchups, Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers. That's his last three matchups. So that's rough. Uh, I don't care who you are, what pitcher you are. Like, that is a rough stretch. Um, so I think he's going to be pretty excited to get an offense like Kansas City today at home. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Sandegard's a fantastic play today. It's just really going to come down to ownership for me on those three guys. Um, the Kansas City side of things, you know, you can always take shots on Witt and, and, and Perez, but not a stack for me today. Yeah, I don't mind taking a little bit of a shot of them in tournaments. Um, probably, like, if I do have three and people, like, one through six, I, I would just run one, that, one of those guys out there. If this projected line is going to be what it is, as far as Witt, Ben attending, um, I mean, with Merrifield, sorry, uh, Ben attending, Witt, Jr., Perez, um, Melendez or Endozer, those are the only guys that would probably um, run out there today. Um, if I'm running anyone from Kansas City on the Angel side, obviously, ton of interest in Trout, ton of interest in Ward. Ward under 4K is a fantastic play today. Um, you can always throw in Otani or you can go with whoever catches, um, whether it be Stassi or Suzuki. I think they're. They're both in play today. Um, one of my favorite righty power bats got optioned down, so he won't be with the team here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, definitely those three guys um, and just kind of see what else the lineup looks like if I want to go full five-man here. But definitely a secondary stack that I'm looking at today. Yeah, I personally see myself running them as a primary. Um, mm-hmm. I love this. I love everyone in here. Um 
even Bubich has given up uh like to just to lefties alone this year so far. The hard contact rate is at 63%. Like that's that's crazy. And the walk rate is 60%. His walk rates are higher than the, than the strikeout rate. That that's for, for lefties at least. That that's that's insane. Like like I don't think I've only seen that with one other pitcher. I think it was someone actually for Kansas City as well. But um, but I just I just love this matchup for them today. Um, I think that they can they can be a sneaky tournament stack and take down a tournament today. So I'm all over this. I, I would be running them uh, as a full stack today. Um, I love Marsh. I love Walsh as, as also besides obviously Trout, Otani, um, and and Ward. So um, I'll be playing these guys fully, except for except for a guy like Ringifo who seems to never do nothing. Other than that, I'll play everybody else. Right on. <laughs> All right. We finished it out. Arizona at San Diego. Seven total most places. Padres a 190 favorite most places. Zach Davies, you Darvish. Um, we'll go to Zach Davies first. He's 6,600. San Diego has not been a great offense this season um, by any means. And now, like, Machado is kind of banged up here. Um, he sprained his ankle on Sunday. Saw that come across the Twitter feed. That's taking out their best bat. I don't think I can pull the trigger on Zach Davies today, but I also feel like he could pitch really well. I, I played him last time out against Cincinnati. I talked about him on the podcast that day. It worked out fantastic. Zach Davies is not a bad pitcher. If he's going to be like this, like three to five percent owned chalk or like unchalky cheap play, he might make the pull for me today. Honestly, I think he should. Like six point six k, still not a bad price. So, and like you said, if it's going to be a little bit worse down without Manny Machado in there, um, which we will probably hopefully find out. We, we should find out before. Uh, I highly before. doubt he plays today. Sprained yeah. ankle on a Sunday. I don't see him playing on a Monday. Yeah, I don't think he will. So, um, I don't think he will either. But I just hope we get the lineup before lock, which we should. Um, they've, they've been pretty good about that so far this year. So, um, I just I'll take my chances with him a little bit. Not I won't have a lot of them. He would be the fourth fourth lowest on pitch I would play. Um, but that's really it. Uh, probably like put a number like five percent if anything. Um, and just see what what happens with that. Uh, combo with like a guy like a like even Freed or a guy with a, or or Garrett Cole or McClanahan today. Um, so yeah, I, I don't mind him today. Yeah, and it also is very lineup dependent. If they throw a lot of lefties, even though the lefties might not be the best, Davies is much better against righties. Has a much higher strikeout rate against righties. So he's my fourth favorite as well. If the lineup comes out very left-handed heavy, I probably won't play him today because I do like all three of those guys that are down there as well. Uh, that's where he ran into like really good lineup against Cincinnati. It was a very right-handed heavy lineup. I think there was only two lefties in there. So, you uh, Darvish, Kettle Marte is banged up right now. Darvish coming off of some good games here. Gets Arizona at home. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think here with Darvish. I, I like the price. The price is fantastic. You know, he's just another guy where we could play another guy today. Yeah, like the price on FanDuel, I was going to say just don't play him. Honestly, just I'll pay $100 more to go to Cole um, or just go to Max Free. I just think he's out of play just for that over there. But um, on DK, that price, 
you have to consider him, and 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 I, I don't hate the matchup, but I, I just you know, but when you play DFS anyway, a guy can get blown up any given day, um, or not pitch well. So I, I that's one thing that that scares me with Darvis. He's a little bit up and down in my opinion, especially from at least my my time when I've rostered him over the years, um, but. Um, I like him today. I, I don't mind taking shots on more of a, like I said, definitely a DK play instead of a FanDuel play. Um, and yeah, I, I'll just, I'll be a little bit, I'll, I'll be a little bit at the field with him and maybe a little bit over just because I want to, you know, re, uh, win some tournaments and take them down. So uh, that's how I play that when it comes with. Um, I mean, bats here. Anything stand out to you for Arizona? Not really. No, no. Honestly, I like obviously you go with a guy like Varsho if you want to, or or Peralta. Like I don't mind some of the lefties here uh, going against Darvish, but I, but not really. No, nothing like nothing that's like oh yes, yeah, a must play. But like if you want to run them as a mini mini secondary stack. I don't mind that at all, but it's not going to be like a high priority for me. Yeah, Darvish's biggest biggest thing this season is just struggling with left-handed power. Um, yeah. So if you want to go with like a Peralta, who's had good power against right-handed pitching this season, I think he's okay. If Alec Thomas hits like in that two spot again with Kettle Marte out, if Marte doesn't play, I mean, those two guys are 33 and 2,900. I'm perfectly good with a two-man stack at those prices to get some some good pitching in there, high-end stack in there. So um, don't mind that. And then on the San Diego side, I mean, I like Cronenworth. I'm not paying 6000 6000 for Cronenworth in this spot. Um, I draw the line, and I, I think the line is drawn about – 5k for Cronenworth. <laughs> um you know Hosmer he's 3200 Gresham 3400 depending on where he hits Mazara's cheap if he's up there towards the top of the order um I would definitely target lefties against Davies if you want to play anybody here for the Padres I, I agree with that 100 percent um yeah I can't play Cronenworth 6k is too much he, even though he's been hitting the ball really well lately um I would just I mean, if I'm running a stack, maybe that's the only way I would do it. But um, other than that, um, I like these other guys like Hosmer, uh, Maraza, as far as other lefties, Grissom a little bit too. Um, and I don't mind running, obviously, a guy like Voight with some power or Vote with some power in here too as well, or Alfaro. Um, Alfaro. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we are going to get out of here for the day. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. All the fathers out there, hope you had a great Father's Day. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts, who's your cheapie that you like to get some strikeouts today? Under 8K? Yep. Oh man, I already know who you're gonna say. <laughs> I'm not even gonna take your guy. Um, give me, give me JT Brubaker. All right, 
think there's three guys that can get there today. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Winchowski going up against Detroit. I like um, Caleb Killian as well. I think both of those guys have fantastic strikeout upside. I will. I, I can't wait to see the strikeout prop in the morning for Caleb Killian because um, I'll probably write it up again today. I really like it. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today at the top? Uh, give me Jose Barrios. Yep, I like that one. Um, honestly, I, I think as much as like, man, I think I'll go Max Freed. As much as I like Max Freed, Wow. And he probably doesn't get blown up in this spot. I rank him under Cole McClanahan, Burns, and Webb today. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go because it was it, it's honestly between Freed and Darvish, and I mean I think Darvish can get there. Um, those would be my my least two favorite, I think. But mm-hmm. I mean Darvish can get there as well. So I hope Darvish is super chalk today. If Darvish is super chalk today, I might play more than three lineups. That's <laughs> saying a lot. I mean, there's just so many good pitchers today. I don't think no one really needs to have like a massive, to- like massive total um, projected ownership wise. I mean, there's four really good studs. There's four really good cheap pitchers. I just, so I mean, I'll be playing the ownership game today for sure. Give me a guy over 4K uh, to hit a home run today. I'm gonna go with over 4K. Yep. Give me gosh. You know, since he's been hitting really well lately, I'm gonna still, I'm gonna go with it. Um Tiasco Hernandez. All right. I'm taking my boy Devers today. Um fly ball pitcher with a lot of hard contact in in Fenway, not gonna end well. Give me a guy under 4K to get two or more hits today. Give me Jackie Bradley. Okay. I see you, Dre. I see you. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to kind of play this card that I've been talking about. I'm going to go Andrew McCutcheon. Um, I really think Miles Mikolas is going to struggle today. Give me a sack to score six or more runs. I'm going to go... It's not that many today that probably will, but I like the Angels today a lot, so I'm going to say the Angels. I like it. I think that's off the board. I'm going to go Brew Crew. Mm. I think I made it very clear that the Red Sox are my favorite sack today, but I'm going to go Brew Crew um, against Miles Mikolas today. Really think, gut feeling that he's just going to struggle today. Uh, Dre, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, no, just pay attention to the slate, uh, pay attention to the ownership. I think that's going to be the most important thing in determining, um, how you want to use your combos with these pitchers today, especially on DK. Um, and yeah, just good luck and, and hope, hopefully, you know, see you at the top today. All right. That is going to wrap us up here for Monday. I hope everyone has a great day. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck. We'll see you then.